Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnothaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, here's another Worst Of episode. I hope you enjoy it. There was so much to choose from. Uh, if you want to see me live, I'm going to be at Wise Guys, downtown Salt Lake City, February 12th through 14th. And it's always nice to, uh, to meet the 12 and a half personally, so come on out and say hello. Um, also, if you're having any withdrawal symptoms when we miss episodes of Cashing In With T.J. Miller, I have another show called Cash Withdrawal. It's also on the Nerdist Network and on iTunes, and uh, come on over and give it a listen. Thanks. Now entering... Nerdist.com Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. And a set of keys hanging from your Audi belly button. What you doing in my house? Now that there is Audi eight thousand. What are you doing in my house? Uh, hi, buddy. What? This? There's nothing funny I'm about sh- this. I was nerd burglaring. What? Nerd burglar. Why would there be nerds at my house? Where do you keep the nerds? I oh, mean the nerd candies. No, the nerds. 
Oh, I don't stash the nerds anywhere. In you, don't, you don't have any nerds in here? I have the nerd candies. Mm, well, let's chew on those for a bit while we find <laughs> these nerds I'm trying to burgle. <laughs> Were you nerd burgling? are you? Yeah. Do you do this often? You just yeah, this house you just... know, I cat burgled for a while, but where do you put all the fucking cats? Anyway, the nerds will do your homework for you. They'll do the whole thing. So I've been burgling. You steal nerds, and they make you seem smarter, don't they? They do. That's why you're always able to correct all the... Like, I am always able to Yeah, correct. see, you're always able to correct me if I say <laughs> something not exactly perfectly. Uh, because you have nerds to, you know... I've always had that ear. quality. You've always had that. Always. Uh, I'm going to take you out of my elbow book if you keep this up. God, I want to be in that elbow book. Yeah, well, you better stop it then. Okay, so let's sit down. Let's sit down. Right Why are there no table. tea table books? Mm, Go ahead. Good question. Look, I'm going to finish my Elbows of the World book, mm -hmm. and then maybe I'll start a tea table book. Tea table books are just all, like, there would be a coffee. It would be one on coffee. Yeah. You know, like a, it's for your tea table. Yeah. How come there are no lunch table books? I would love a lunch table book about coffees of the world. <laughs> about coffee table books. Yeah. Coffee table books of the world. That's what I put on my lunch table book. I love that. It's good to see you. I mean, I was a little startled at first. I mean, uh, you know, you you think there's an uh, imposter in your house, or imposter, a burglar in your house. Oh, yeah. And it's a little scary at first. That would freak me out. It is scary. And so how did you get in, by the way? Well, you know, I, I'm working with this friend of mine on coffee table books that are about coffee tables, mm -hmm. you know. And I don't know, he he also picks locks, I guess, for a living. Mm -hmm. And so we did a little bit in trade. I know how to make paper, actually papyrus. It's an ancient Egyptian form of paper making. Papyrus, papyrus, yeah. And uh, so he, he taught me how to pick the lock, so I picked the lock in, your, in the front of your house. Okay. Well, you know what? I mean, while you're here, I, I mean, I don't know if you're interested, but maybe we should do a podcast. You want to do an episode? Do you think it's going to wake your wife up? I just, I know she doesn't mm. talk at night. She doesn't talk at so night, so what difference does it make? She won't know how to really, she won't know she how to interrupt. She won't interrupt us other than to say like, ah. well, she's kicked me. You know, remember when I left, I, I kind of overstayed my welcome and. Asked for a fifth cup of coffee. And well, I, that wasn't the last straw. It was it. You, you drew a bath and then did your laundry inside of it. I did a. It seemed, I did that a seemed a little inappropriate. Bath. Well, you know when I, I, I bought about one hundred and fifty yeah. rose petals. What the fuck was I supposed yeah. to do with them? Cash? I, I, you said you were Jonathan's. christening yourself. I, it was a strange thing for all of us. Yeah, it was a weird yeah, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't do that to themselves. You know where they. You know, I like to christen myself and get some wash done. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. Kind of two birds with one feather, those, as it keep were. Keep those medium jaws yeah. crispy yeah. clean. Yeah. Well, you know how I like to usually start the show uh, with the uh, triple, triple banger, banger lightning, lightning round. round. Yeah. I don't want to knock it out. Oh, my gosh. I think, you know, I think that, are you trying to say that you don't want to do the music? I don't I kind of feel like it's worth doing the music since... I always have a DJ in my living room just in case we need the music. Yeah. Triple banger lightning round. DJ living room. <laughs> Triple banger lightning round. Question one. What's the longest pause you can reasonably take between saying, that's not what your mom said, and last night? Three days. Three days? <laughs> Still makes sense after three days. 
on Tuesday, I said, that's not what your mom said. And around Friday, I said, last night. Yeah, but can you You can't it? say anything in between. Okay. You can, it can, you can bridge a couple of days, but you got to be silent outside of those two things. Mm-hmm. When can you do it at a drive-thru window, like when you're saying goodbye to someone at a drive-thru window and then you drive back around again a day later? <laughs> and then you just go, that's night, and then you keep driving? I like doing that in one fell swoop. You go back and you go, you go uh, here, here, it's 566, here's your food and here's your change. And you go, that's not what your mom said. The drive right around and go, you drive all the way around the restaurant and come back to the front of the drive-thru window and go, Last night, also, we didn't get any ketchup packets, yeah. and there's not enough napkins. Do you think there should be more drive through humor? I feel like there's a real market for that. I feel like I want to do a podcast. A real market for that. A real market for that, where I do a podcast where I crack jokes at drive through windows and see if I get a, get a laugh out of those guys, because you do have some good time-release jokes if you just go around in circles. You say, where have I seen you before? How many, how many times did you go around... <laughs> Before they would start to think it was a little fishy. I'd say the third time. I'd say the second time. <laughs> the second time somebody comes around and goes, you look familiar. Yeah. They've already said that once the first time. You're like, what? Haven't I seen you someplace? I like this one. I go, hey, you're a lot better looking than the guy that was on the fucking phone. And he's like, I was the one taking your order. And I go, all right. His face looked like a fucking bunch of pictures of food. <laughs> <laughs> it's Nick Vatterot's got that joke. Uh, I like it. I like yeah. it. I wish it was yours. I wish he was on the show with me. I, uh, no, I'm joking. It's I'm true. joking. I love having people break into my house and do a podcast with <laughs> Yeah, me. I was going to say, that would mean you wish you had broken in. <laughs> Triple banger lightning, lightning round. round uh, question two. two. Best place for whale watching, Alaska or SeaWorld? Well, whale washing. Now that is whale watching. Come on, I did not say it that that long. I didn't say it that long. Not that long ago. Uh, I should say every word in the podcast wrong, and then if I say something right, you'll repeat that. Maybe I'm going to just start doing it that way. We're not that far off. Yeah, it's about fifty fifty right now. Uh, the problem is you you. You give me all these mood-altering substances. By the time we do the podcast, <laughs> I'm I'm usually out of my element. You wake me up in the middle of the night, or I'm, I've had a sparkler and my stomach needs to be extracted. Yeah, I, I always things happening to me that are distracting. I think your mind works so quickly that sometimes you're you can't catch up with it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I your mind it, works faster than your mouth. I think now I'm I'm being mocked so vigorously. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I think that's why I mess up words shy. so much. I mess up words sometimes. I mean, you know, I, I, my mind is like, La Cienega, La Cienega, take La Cienega. Get good out of fast way, you know? I think, I think you're right. I think our, especially in this show, which, I mean, a lot of people think that the entire show is scripted, every word. And I try to memorize the Sick script. I try to memorize the script before we come in here. The entire script, um, because we've done well, probably eighty hour, maybe eighty full hours together. Um, God, I miss you, man. Yeah, I miss I miss talking to you. And but I I'm, I memorize the script as best I can. But then sometimes I improvise off the script a little, and that's when I really get into trouble. This kitchen yeah. is beautiful in your oh, home. Thank you, thank you now, so much. Was the dog throw up there before I got here? No, that Did I bring that? Yeah, that, that actually came with it. Because I brought They're some. I got it. some in the truck. No, we, the dog throw up is all part of the mystique 
of the uh, of the room. I've never and walked into a, another person's house and seen dog vomit and gone. I love the mystique yeah, of this. It's all part of the mystique. Um, <laughs> there is a certain mystique to this. Some place. people come for the smell, but I like the way it looks. Because uh, once it dries out, it's fine. I we have a little why, spotlight on it. You I don't know see. why people are mixing up the word mystique with mesquite more. I think mm. that would lead to hilarious consequences. Mm. Yeah. I mean, some of these barbecues that you think are so mysterious are just mesquite. <laughs> <laughs> They're mysterious. <laughs> You didn't answer my question. Well, what is it again? I, I, I expect you to listen to these triple banger lightning round questions. Alaska, uh, better place for whale watching, Alaska or SeaWorld? I mean, I think Alaska, because if you don't, if you don't see a whale at SeaWorld, then you're going you're gonna to see a lot of weird-looking asshole humans. Mm-hmm. But if you don't see a whale in Alaska, you still get to see Alaska. But there's more risk at SeaWorld now. Why? Well, sometimes some sometimes the whales attack people. Like there's so there's a little risk. This feels unfounded. Yeah, no, it's does true. Feel, Ryan, does it feel that way to you? You may see something. You may see something. It's almost like NASCAR SeaWorld now. I mean like you, you may see something. Okay, let me Someone back up there just for, just for a, a second. Bit like NASCAR. SeaWorld, it's like NASCAR now. <laughs> it's nothing like NASCAR. That's a little more like NASCAR than we had hoped. Sometimes, sometimes How much did we hope it was gonna be like we NASCAR? We hoped it wasn't gonna be like NASCAR at all. But we were hoping it wasn't gonna be at all like NASCAR. It turns out once in a while, a whale will just get angry and just like beat up on a person in a black like swimsuit or some type of uh, you know Jump. rubberized jumper. <laughs> That's what I call wetsuits. Rubberized. I, uh, I have a really hard time. I have a hard time remembering that word. Imagine being in a rubber wetsuit. A rubberized rubber jumper. jumper. That's what I like to. Call hey, honey, throw on the rubber jumper. Hey, We're gonna do some jump. wet work. Put the rub jump on me. I'm going to jump in with a killer whale. Hey, we're going to urinate on each other. Put on the rubber jump. Put on the rub jump. I'm going to jump in with a KW. Otherwise known as a killer whale. Get the K-dub for the rub jumper. Let's do the dang thing. Uh, no, when the K-dub's in uh, attack mode, you got to stay out of the pool. And it's just stay in the kitchen where it's warm and hot. Have you ever been to Alaska? Uh, yes, I have. It's beautiful. I've done it. Alaska's so beautiful. You just want to jump and do a rubber and jump in. Makes like that. There's some something bigger than ourselves in the world. Oh yeah, mountains like whales. Yeah, there's whales and there's mountains. There's a ton of giraffes are bigger than us. It's not just that. It's just it really is. Some tables are bigger than us. Alaska people have pockets that are bigger than us. Some people, some people have closets bigger than humans. That people can actually walk inside. Can you imagine that? Yeah. It's <laughs> what crazy. is the use of that? Who has so many clothes they've got to be in a room surrounded by them? If your closet is so small, <laughs> you close your your door. Cl- all you can do is put three Tic Tacs in it. It's not a closet. It's a pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a small one. Because three Tic Tacs ain't a lot. Tic Tacs are a lot, by the way. They don't do anything for your breath. If you can Nothing. close a door... I'd rather and you're have a nerd surrounded by clothing. <laughs> yeah, you're in a closet. You might be in a closet, and it's a, it, your closet's too big. Or a war, yeah, yeah, or a wardrobe. What is it? Lion, the witch, in the wardrobe. Mm-hmm. The wardrobe is that? Is that? <laughs> that's it. It was that it? Uh huh. All right. And enough. that's the final episode. And that's this is funny. And, and, and this is Frank McKiblitz signing off. <laughs> this is Frank McCoblitz signing in. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dylan McCoffinheffer saying good night and goodbye from the podcast Catching with TJ Miller. Dylan McCoffinheffer.
My mother's name was McCoffin, and she married a female cow. Anyway, call me McCoffin Heifer. All I'm saying is that you can get some excitement at either. If you jump into the uh, KW pool at SeaWorld, you can, it's more, I mean, you're going to survive a little longer, and it's going to be exciting. Because if you jump in in Alaska, I mean, my thing is to swim with the whales. I don't want to just slip them. salmon in the tuna I want to reach out boat. and touch someone. I want to reach out and touch someone. Mm. I want to touch a whale. I want to, you know, nestle up against a blowhole if I can. And I feel like the Alaska thing Why is beautiful. Why does that sound is. gross? I want to get. I want to get my hand in that blowhole. I want to. I want to stick my hand in a blowhole if <laughs> I can. That's my objective. Is not just to see the whale. That's I really wanna, objectifying the I whale. I want to fuck the whale. No, no, I do. No. I'm just Come coming on. out and saying it. You don't though, would you? Wait, no, I can't even talk about. I, I what? In the history of man, we finally one man to know must have well put his penis in a blowhole, huh? Do you think in the history, statistically... We've talked about this. Everyone's done everything once. I mean, I, everything that we've discussed... Someone has actually, someone actually snuck into someone's in house just looking for nerds. I'll bet that's happened. Everything. There's too many people. Never Do you know how many people there's been in the history of the world? I think there's been... It was something like 900 billion people or something in the history of the world. It's a lot. So Everything's happened. One of those... Absolutely, people have spanked off in a blowhole. Put his penis into a blowhole? Absolutely. I don't think the whale was alive. But what do you think Ahab was after? <laughs> What do you think Ahab was going for? Huh? What do you think the Moby Dick thing was all about? Oh, you think he boy. just wanted to kill that whale? He wanted to fuck that whale. Jesus. In its blowhole. <laughs> uh, that's where we should end I that can't episode. Right that. there, right there. Yeah, that's, that's, the it. That's, that's the ending. I'm covered. I look like a bombsicle. You do. You look like a bombsicle, and I'm covered with sticky nerds. So I'm afraid you're going to discover that. You're a nerd stickler. And you're going to, I'm afraid you're going to discover that. I'm over here burning birds and swallowing sparklers, for Christ's sake. (laughs) This is Tabitha Oops. (laughs) K107 News. I want to tell you about my uh, worst experience in my life in comedy. I was on a cruise. Oh my God! I think I told you a little bit about this, but it was it was uh, it was a, a bit of devastation. Uh, I was on a cruise. Um, the people that were on the cruise had been on there for thirty seven days. They were mo- mainly from uh, Australia and New Zealand. Their average age was seventy nine years old, and they had seen a lot of entertainment over the thirty seven days. It was the worst part of the voyage. It was between Hawaii and uh, Vancouver, so there was no stops for six days. You came in the I middle? I performed the first night. Wow. After, after, so they'd been on for 37 days, but the first night of a six-day crossing. So now, now I'm going to be stuck on the ship after my set. And my show was questionable at best. Oh, no. Uh, and so I had to endure six days of people coming up to me and going, Oh, mate, that looked that looked kind of rough. I mean, that, yeah, is, that, that is a hell. That's days, a type of human hell. Six health. days of people going, oh, I, I wouldn't want to trade places with you. <laughs> Jesus six, Really? You're 300 pounds, you're, and you're paying to be on a shitty voyage. What do you mean you don't want to trade places with me? I'd, if I were you, I'd trade places with me. I enjoyed 45 minutes of your <laughs> shitty crowd. You're a horrible crowd. You should kill your, throw yourself overboard. See that whale? Go fuck that whale. <laughs> Get out of my face. I started to get more and more upset. I started I was I was stuck in my room 
You don't have any friends. Everyone there is vacationing I mean, this together. Is just, this is it's a nightmare. It's horrible. For those of you, you have no one to talk to, you don't you understand the isolation of it. Is so is so ta- is so hard. Look, the thing we love about doing stand up is we don't have to see people uh, year you know day after day and have them uh, talk about the show. And by the way, the show actually, in fairness. It didn't go that badly. A lot of people would come up and go, I love the show. I don't know why everyone else around me hated it. Yeah, but you know, but every compliment weird, right? was laced with like a mean <laughs> comment. Right. Every, com- every, every compliment was laced with something mean-spirited. And I got more and more upset. I started like, so first, for a couple of days, I didn't leave my room. I didn't want to see anybody. And then you get really, you know, yeah. uh, uh, very introverted. And you're, just, you're eating alone every night. You're, you, the Internet doesn't work. You can't call anybody. You're completely isolated from the world with these people. They're just ripping on you. Um, every day. And so finally I just got upset and finally I just was like, no, I'm going to, I've got to come up with a comeback because these people, although they don't think they're insulting me, I have to come up with a comeback. I have to come up with a comeback. I cannot be pounded again. So I know on the last day, finally, I decided I'm going to give it back to somebody. The next time someone says something, sort of a backhanded compliment, I don't know how you survived on stage or that was a tough crowd. Now, part of it's my fault. I have a, my shtick is a little bit of ripping on the crowd and how bad they are. And that was part of my shtick. And on this voyage, it happened to have been true. And that's part of the problem. But, um, in fairness, but it didn't. It wasn't great. I mean, they, these are older clientele, and this is the other thing they'll say. They'll come up and go, "You know, it was really funny." The magician. No, the magician Jesus bought his jokes Christ. at a store. He bought his act. Look, magic takes a lot of uh, practice, but in terms of skill, I mean, like the problem with a comedian on a ship. Let me just say this before I tell you what I did. Um, I swam home, but I rode a killer whale home. In my pop suit or whatever it was I called it earlier in the show. <laughs> Let me just tell you the problem. Everything on a cruise is people not doing original stuff. There's nothing against them, but it's people doing music reviews of, of music that's already been written. Magicians who often have learned their tricks and practiced really hard, and I have utmost respect for that. But you, you learn it. Um, and, you know, everyone has their thing that they do that's already been seen before. You know, they have a review of Grease or whatever else, right? They've heard yeah. every song they've heard before. And then a stand-up goes up and actually does original material. And I think the degree of difficulty is a little higher. And I don't think they know that. Uh, a 79-year-old person that the night before saw yeah. someone do a review of every of their favorite Barry Manilow song. I'm just saying <laughs> they, they don't understand that we're actually up there actually trying to figure out from our act what could work, Right. And so when they say that stuff, it's insulting. And so eventually I just was like, the next put down, I'm going to have to come up with something. So here's what I came up with. And I think you should use it. How long did it take it. until when you left your room for someone to put you down? About two minutes. About two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I was a sitting duck. Every time I walk around the ship, someone would say something vicious to me. I was about to cry the entire voyage. I was like a walking, I was a walking defense Jesus mechanism. Christ. I turned into a, I started to talk to myself. One night it got so bad, I went into my room. Oh, my God. I had like six people say mean things to me. And it's very hurtful. Like you're, <laughs> you're so terrible. I, I've developed a very thick That's skin. That's horrible. No, it's I've a developed, terrible sort of hell. Yeah, you develop a thick skin on stage, right? I don't feel it at all if I'm having a set I don't yeah, like yeah. on stage. You develop that strength. You're not going to, nothing yeah, can yeah. affect you on stage. But you don't expect six days later to hear about what a fucking <laughs> asshole you were six days earlier. And they don't understand the degree of difficulty. It's only one, it's only one, one performance, right? performance, and it actually was okay, like considering how hard they were. Um, I didn't think it was even, I mean, I heard that the previous comic did horribly. They ripped on him. So I, that was the other thing. I wanted to go, look, don't you understand? It's you. It's not us. You hated the last six comics. So anyway, 
I'm, I'm just, it, I'm, I'm losing my mind. I'm, I'm becoming this defense. I, one night I walked in my room, six people put me down that day and I walked in my room. I just had a laughing attack. Cause I was like, I'm, I started talking to myself. Uh, I went, I, t- I turned the lights off, went into the shower, relaxed. That was the highlight of my trip, uh, a shower in the dark. Anyway, I left the room. I came up with something. I'm like, next time someone gets me, I'm going to pound them right in a nice, perfect way. And here's what I came up with. And you can use this when someone says something mean to you. And it's the perfect new put down. It's a practical living in the modern age, basically. Yeah, it's a practical living in the modern age. In an inefficient and out-of-date way, we bring you practical living in, in the modern, modern age. age. You can, you know, I know the last you part. Can make this, you can make this into your own. But what you want to do is when people say something mean to you, you say... Are you purposefully trying to hurt my feelings, or do you just lack tact? And that kind of shuts people down. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. It's a pretty good one. It's kind of like, I'm confused. What were your intentions here? Either of them are bad. They're going to be kind of not like that you said either, whatever they choose. And so I threw that around the final 24 hours, and that was my shield. It went pretty well. It went pretty damn well. I felt good. By the end of that voyage, I was hoping people would come over. Oh, you want a piece of this? And then they, I think they sensed it. What did people act like? What did people say? They'd be like, oh, no, I I thought you were funny. And they'd say, well, then you need to think about what you say. I guess you lack tact. Wow! Because they'd often... Because they often don't know, and that's part of it. They're lucky you didn't go crazy and shoot everybody on the boat. Well, I did. That was part of the trip, but I, I didn't even mention that part. <laughs> that was day three. Yeah, that's uh, something, you know, talking to the lawyers about. But I mean, I think even the people listening right now can't totally understand. Just how painful it is? How painful it would be to bomb. No, you didn't even bomb, but just Living like, with the people you bombed in front of? Having a, yeah. yeah, just living on a, a, a vessel that you can't... Uh, you know, dock. It was a hostage situation. Of, yeah. I, I felt like a hostage. Yeah. I really did. You can't disembark this voyage yeah. that is everyone who thinks that you're not super funny. Yeah, it was devastating. And, and none of them were people you would want to hang out no, with. No, they weren't people. And that's what you had to remind yourself. I, and actually, you had to like journal because you had no one to talk to about it. <laughs> you had no one to talk to. Yeah, because you had no reception. Who's going to console you? Couldn't you couldn't call April who's or anybody. Call, who's going to console you? You actually have to console yourself. So you had to journal and write down, I would never want these people uh, in my crowd anyway. You know, these aren't, this isn't my core group. <laughs> oh, you didn't see you. You know, like you're writing, like, things, you're writing your... these things to yourself to make yourself feel better. You're like, this isn't like the, you know, if you if you killed in front of a bunch of 79-year-olds from New Zealand, what would that say about how you're going to do in front of a crowd of, of your peers? Like, you had to write yourself these things. But it doesn't change the fact these people are just ripping on you. Before I came up, I'm going to tell you the whole story, actually. Before I came up, one night I decided to go out. This is before I came up with the put-down. This was the last straw. <laughs> Before I came up with the put down, I'm like, I'm not leaving my, my room. I love Cash. is like, this is the last straw. I am coming up with a put down. This isn't even, <laughs> this isn't even like, this is a moment. I, I just don't even believe I'm revealing this whole no, experience no, to 12 no. people because it's so embarrassing. But so I went, but just, do you know how painful it's so it was. amazing? That's so I decided, funny. you know what? You need, you've been in your room for two days. You need to get out and play this trivia game that people seem to be enjoying. You play in a team. You, it's going to be okay. People have forgotten about you. Get out there. Wear a disguise. Whatever you have to do, play this trivia game. Did it's you like, wear a disguise? <laughs> so I put on my mustache put and on I my went outside. <laughs> so so, uh, so I, I went out to the trivia game. I was six other people. Right when I sat down, I signed up for the trivia game. This guy next to me goes, you were the comedian the other night, weren't you, mate? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, you're really struggling up there. <laughs> 
and, and I okay, so I didn't have a good put down yet, right? Oh so go, no! So, so oh, this God. is the worst thing. I go. No, I I think I think you guys were struggling. I had a great time, and and that didn't work at all. And this girl, like around the circle, this girl on the other side of the circle, she's like, she's like, no, you you didn't look like you were having a good time. So now they're ganging up on me. My own team. I have to play trivia with them. I have to play trivia game with these people who have ripped on me. And the entire game, I have to like think of how to get them back. So now periodically during the game, I have to go around the circle oh my and like, God, ask what they do for a living and try to rip on them a little bit. Um, like the guy accountant was an accountant, the guy that originally ripped You're me. He was like, what, what, so what do you do play, for a living? I'm an accountant. Oh, yeah, yeah, why don't you show that fucking number machine up your ass? No, I, I, I tried to like rip on him. I'm like, oh, see, so what are you? And this is during the, I had to make it like, try to make it seamless. But I'm like, I'm going to get these fuckers back. The whole <laughs> trivia game, I was about to cry. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking get these fuckers back. And so the whole trivia game, so we get around to that. So I'm like, so what do you do? Uh, and he's like, I'm an accountant. I'm like, yeah, it's like kind of a, that's something you like dreamed of doing your whole life. Oh I like the, uh, God, yeah, I did. I did. I was like, I was like, is that like a dream of yours? And he's like, no, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you, did you chase your dreams? I bet that's a tough job. And like, it didn't even, like, it didn't even make sense. Like, it wasn't funny. It wasn't even, you know? It was, like, it was just mean. It was just being mean. I basically went around the room and was mean to people. I'm like, the, the girl that ripped on me that jumped in and goes, no, you look like you weren't enjoying yourself. I started ripping on her about her trivia. I was like, you don't really, I don't know if you should even be in this game. I don't think you're really that smart, really. I, I was just like lashing out. It was so horrible. Oh, my God. It was so horrible. So, so I want to move it along to a central question because this brings us to something I want to talk to you about. Essentially, this is Essential Questions of Human Nature. Yeah, I've, I felt like I had just been through a living, a living hell after the cruise. And what's weird is the cruise is supposed to be almost like a paid vacation, but I went alone. And I needed – I just wanted to talk to you about this. My friend yeah. – a lot of my friends are going on these retreats, you know, and they're, and they're always – I have a friend that's always like, I need to decompress. I'm like, what yeah. are you, you – you work at Bed Bath & Beyond. Like you're not – you're not – you don't – you have a very relaxing life. Like where's the – why are you always decompressing? Maybe you should compress. Maybe some people should compress more. I feel like some people have too relaxing a life. What do you think? You don't look like you're having a very good time up here. <laughs> I can't believe she jumped in and said that. I tried and I go, I had a great like, time. What a I big old was, I, think, I think the crowd was having a hard time. I don't think the crowd was, I think I was having a great time. That's what I did. I was like, totally she, she, she goes, she goes, she goes, now it doesn't look like you're having a good of a time. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, now begins the two hour trivia game. Get to know your partners. The problem is I have like yeah, four yeah, or five. What, what do you do? Oh, you're a maitre d' in a restaurant? Well, you're, you, you can serve yourself your own dick, you asshole. Just like the weirdest what, angry. What makes me so angry though is that they, what do you do? You're a lawyer. You know what? You're, 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 you're a snake. You have no morals. You know, that's what I came up with. So, did you dream of doing that your whole life? But that was a dream come true. Yeah. That's you talk said. to somebody, they're like, actually, mate, I'm a professional uh, rugby player. And you're like, oh, did you dream of that your whole life? And you're like, yep. Ever since fact, I was a kid, yeah. Fact, rugby, you go, well, you're fucking ugly. You know that? You're an ugly person. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Of. That's why when I went back to my room, I'm like, you can't leave your room until you have a reasonable put down. Like, you can't be winging this anymore Jesus on the cruise. Christ. You can't be like, oh, no, I had a great time. Or, you know, no, I'm, you can't wing it any longer. And the, But here's the thing. 
If you've seen, you know, I have a few like four or five just sort of <laughs> self-deprecating lines about the crowd, you know, while yeah. on stage. And I think they took those lines. The, sh- the set didn't even go that badly. And but they took those lines so seriously. They thought it was OK to to joke with me about how bad the show went, you know? Well, yeah. If I, mean, I say something to a crowd like, you know, you guys are a weird crowd. Never, never be a crowd again. Call each other. Don't all come at once. Sometimes I'll say that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it's yeah. just sort of a funny, but I think they thought then they were genuinely a horrible crowd. It's and I was a bad, con- or I, I mean, it just, it, it was, it was devastating. It's one of the most devastating. I mean, you can attest to this. When you first told me that story, I was crying, laughing, but yeah. it's the saddest. I thought about it for days afterwards. I told people about it. I mean, it's really a horrible. I, I, one of the only things I remember from Jay Leno's book is he talks about being on a cruise where if, if you bomb, uh, if you do well, you're everybody's friend. Yeah. You're getting laid. Yeah. It's the whole thing. And if you bomb, everybody hates you. No one wants to talk to you like a leper. Yeah. Yeah. And then it happened to you. Well, for some reason, I bombed in just such a way that everyone wanted to talk to me about it. <laughs> right. It would have been better than, if it was worse than being a leper. It was the worst sort of Because it wasn't area. such a bad, it was a gray area where they're like, I got it, but no one else did. Like, a lot of people said that. And at a certain point, I wanted to go, look, if all of you that said that you got it, but no one else did, got together, you'd realize everyone got it. And actually, the show didn't go that badly. Like, it, the show actually yeah. did not go that badly. I got to be honest, when I walked off stage, Literally. I was like, actually, that went pretty well for a tough crowd. I got that crowd going. But everyone thought that everyone else around them hated it, because that's how it made it seem. It was devastating. I did Literally, look. every person you talked to was like, I loved it. I don't see what everybody else hated. Yeah, You're no, like, seriously. Everyone loved it. You all loved it. You all think the other people hated it. Every single one of you believes that they're the only person that loved it. I wanted to make an announcement, you know, or something. That fucking cruise director, you should have gone up to him. Tied him up. Those guys are, hey, this is Teddy, your cruise director. He's going to be shuffleboard on deck five at 5.45 p.m. Margaritas in the Spinnaker Lounge at 6.37. And it's time for karaoke in the sushi Diet Coke den. <laughs> you know who should do comedy? The Magician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that, too. You know who's funny? The Magician. Have you ever talked to The Magician about maybe sort of getting some of his jokes? Yeah. You know who's funny? The cruise director. Now, the cruise director has been on the cruise for 23 years. He's memorized every joke that's worked, that's come through for 23 years. He knows his clientele. It's fish in a barrel for him. He knows exactly what to say. It's a weird sort of thing. He knows. He's taken every joke. I mean, it's crazy how good. Of course, the cruise director knows what's going to make that group laugh. And I've been on a cruise ship with Nick Vatterod. I went on and performed with them a little bit, but he was in the Second City uh, cruise and it was going to cool places. <clears throat> so I got to hitch a ride on that one. And it is weird. You know, it's weird having different people come every week. I mean, in this instance, you're on there for six days where, you know, we, it was too, uh, the weather was too bad and we couldn't dock at one of the ports. Mm-hmm. And so they said, hey, can you guys do sort of impromptu shows? And we did a couple. The stuff that went over big was we made fun of the captain. We made fun of the cruise director. People Mm. couldn't believe it. They couldn't get enough. And then we did actual comedy. Everybody was like... What time does the the seafood buffet open? You know? Last night! Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what she said? TJ? You didn't say that. 
TJ? I, it's oh, been, my God. Wait a Gosh. second. Have you, have you been here for a week just waiting to finish I've that I've been joke? living in the walls of your house. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, but I waited. I waited. I, I, why? You think it's... Well, I thought I thought to finish that joke. That's what your mom said last yeah. night. Last night, I the pause could be no longer. Do you remember what I said? It? But I thought the pause could be no longer than three days. You waited a week. Well, you don't think it's funny now? Well, I I'd kind of forgotten what the joke was, but you know what? I I appreciate you. You know. Taking the time to, you've been living in my house. You think it was too long, huh? Well, no. I, at first, I didn't Christ. quite get it. I didn't. I quite mean, know. I've been living in the walls of your house for seven days. You were living inside the walls. Some of the walls aren't big enough for me to fit through. I got stuck in your living room wall. I couldn't move for a day and a half. <laughs> I'd say for about six hours, I was in a crawl space inside of your attic crawl space. <laughs> Who's really? got a crawl space inside of their crawl space? Yeah, not many. I didn't even know I had that. Oh, God. I've been subsisting on whatever food April or the children have accidentally dropped onto the ground. Well, you know, I sensed a presence, but I thought it was the Lord. No, but I, I will admit that on Wednesday, as a joke, I was like, Cash, mm, Cash. I, I, yeah, I was just, going for Scrooge more than Well, you know, yeah, I thought Lord it was God. something. I thought I just left the Hallmark channel on for too long. Yeah, you did, actually, on Thursday. I had to listen to that goddamn repeat over and over. <laughs> Hearts, whispers, and Cedar the Cove, you know, one, Jesus. Of my, one of my favorite new shows, Cedar Cove. I've been watching the Hallmark <laughs> Channel so much, I had to give him a fucking thank you card. <laughs> He's back! I haven't spoken with anybody in seven days. I couldn't use my cell phone or even text for fear the bzzzing noise would make you believe that there were bees in the walls. All in the service of a joke. That we weren't sure what's going to work. Sometimes in the service entry hallway of the joke. <laughs> Did you spend any time in my closet? I couldn't get in there. Your closet is so small. If you can't even fit one item of clothing, your closet may be a pocket. Did you check? I was the, in your pocket for well, a bit. Well, did you check the closet that's inside my pocket? That's a big pocket. That's a big pocket. At one point, I thought I'd stumbled and I was spelunking on accident into a <laughs> large cave, and it was your pocket. What else did you see uh, in my like in terms of my day to day life with my family? Did you notice anything? Pretty boring, actually. I mean, mm. if you're not working, you sort of sit around, you watch baseball, you talk about baseball, you play baseball with your kids. Or you tell a you just sort of berate April for not being good at baseball. <laughs> well, I wish and you didn't. And then occasionally have to you'll have a lunchable. Yeah, not mm -hmm. anymore, of course. No, now you're. So yeah. what, what have you been subsisting on? Because I haven't seen. I gotta say, I haven't seen you eat in a couple days. I'm on a hunger strike. You know, and I probably should. I should probably save this for where where he is. is it, we'll do it right now. I'm but on, is it is it part of the? Uh, I'm on a hunger is, strike. Is it part of the the mistreatment of the California inmates? No, it's my body is betraying me, and this is my act of rebellion against my own body. I am I am protesting my own body and how it's falling apart. <laughs> I've been to a bunch of doctors, and I, I don't want to get too specific about everything that's been happening with my with my health. I, I, there's nothing more boring than people talking about their allergies or their health. But but the bottom line or is my body's... train ship. Yeah, that's not great either. <laughs> or Civil War reenactment stories. But yeah. but the bottom line or is my body's... types of wood. My body's... Yeah, that's not good. Um, <laughs> but the my body's falling apart, and... 
the doctors keep saying things like you shouldn't you know you need to do the mediterranean diet or the uh uh, you know, the, the fallopian diet or the palantinian diet. What is in the fallopian diet? fallopian diet. diet. We just really eat fallopian tubes. Is that mostly uh, placenta? Yeah. You should do the uh, uh, geriatric diet or, you know, you can't eat wheat or sugar or, or, or whey. You, sh- you can't you can't smoke marijuana. You can't eat marijuana anymore. You know, you can't. No brownies. For, you know, all the things you can't eat. And at a certain point, I'm just like, you know what? Fuck you, body. I'm not going to give you any food anymore at all. So you're no food diet. So it's been three days now. Now, because the doctors gave you too many conflicting diets, you chose not to diet nor eat. I'm deciding to make my body suffer. I'm angry with my body for falling apart. I'm not that old. I'm a pretty young guy. Oh, yeah. You're just turned 24. And I my body's falling apart. I've got some different problems going on that should not be happening for people my age. And I've never really partied that hard or ate poorly. I've no I've always exercised. And I think it's bullshit. So I'm just not I'm not gonna give my body the gift of food any longer. And I'll tell you what it's gonna do. It's gonna distract I'm gonna have new problems to deal with. So the old ones won't be as pronounced because well, I'll be so upset. Idea. I'll be so upset about not being able to eat. I'll probably get, you know, pretty much lose everything I have, muscle mass, everything. And then I'll have different problems. I'll just be falling over uh, in strange places. How long are you going to do the hunger strike? Well, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't think it's going to last that much longer because tomorrow I'm going to Montana. And uh, this is true. And I'm going to walk into the wilderness and I'm going to keep walking. I'm really pissed in my body. And if I see a grizzly, I will challenge that grizzly to a fight. (laughs) So this might be our final... Our final podcast, and it's okay. I think I've groomed a pretty good replacement for me. I think uh, Chance is ready. I think he's been probably... You're going to give yeah. it to your firstborn I think, son. I think, but I think can it, he talk fully? I mean, is he... Compl- you've heard, come on, Sushi Diet Coke? Yeah, he's That's a quality a joke, joke for a three-year-old. That's a good joke. Good joke. I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't... To some people, it doesn't make a lot of sense. To me, it makes perfect sense. Well, so so Chance is going to take over. Chance is going to so take over. Chances are with T.J. Miller. Yeah, chances are with T.J. Miller. <laughs> And, but here's my question. I mean, all we do is callbacks anyway. It's yeah, going to be are great. You, are you walking your – you're just going to walk into the forest? I seriously am flying to uh, Kalispell tomorrow. Are you, is April going with you? No. I'm going to a show. I'm going to do a show. I've booked a flight about four or five days later, and I'm going to walk into the wilderness, and I'm off the grid. We'll see what happens. Seriously, I'm very upset about my body. Like, joking aside – I really did decide not to eat. I haven't eaten in three days. You haven't eaten anything yeah, in three and I've days. I've never, ever felt worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say, this you could have solved. been juicing. This has solved absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it was an experiment that doesn't seem to be working, but I will continue with it. Does it give you different ideas? Because I was watching Private Benjamin this morning because of the death <laughs> of uh, Eileen Brennan. And... Uh, you know, it is. It reminds. It's like if you're in the army and you don't have the opportunity to get out, you can't get out. There's for some people there is no like, oh, this is too bad. You know, I don't want this to be happening. It's like those are the breaks, and you gotta. But it, sometimes it is good to give yourself something much worse to make you. I mean, you know, that's you right. could not be able to eat at all. You now know what that's like, and it's yeah. terrible. Yeah. So I mean, really though, this is not a fast. Make no mistake. No fast. This is a hunger strike. A hunger I'm, strike I'm against t- the body. I'm going on strike against my own dilapidated body. Yeah. And so I'll let you know how it goes. I'll let you know. Let's move it along to where were you? Triple. 
when you weren't wherever you are now. I mean, you are hungry. Where were you? I didn't do that. <laughs> um, I was I I was asked to do. Where were you, kid? I was I was asked to do this this uh, uh, party. Uh, it was a, a Jewish party, and uh, for and and they asked me. They said, "What are you Jewish?" And, and then they, I said, yeah, "I guess sort of, not really though." And then they were upset with me when they found out that actually my mom is not Jewish, so I'm not Jewish. And they just thought I was Jewish because of my name. I had heard that. Just Levy. Yeah. So I'm not really Jewish. And they said, well, do you know anything about Jewish, the Jewish right? faith? And I said, well, I, I did, you know, I did live on a kibbutz, uh, you know, and so I know, I know a lot about it. What is that? That's a deli? No. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I, you know, I wanted to tell you about my kibbutz story because it's, it's kind of funny. I, I joined I mean, got it. I was, I was, I, I was in Israel. Uh, I was I was sort of lonely. I'd been traveling alone for about three months, and uh, I decided I, I I really wanted some community, and so I, I joined a kibbutz. And the first day I was there, we went into the desert, and uh, they they had a, a three day trip into the desert uh, on camels, and uh, th- that was quite interesting. And then we got to the kibbutz, and uh, for three or four days I worked at the zoo. Uh, at the kibbutz alone, and this old lady uh, would walk out of her house and yell uh, obscenities at me as I tended to some chickens and an old goat. Wow! Yeah, and and it was a horrible experience. It was it was I really mean, Jesus, hot. Jesus, how old was the friends. goat? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, it was a horrible experience. I was really miserable. Right? It was just making me more lonely. Nobody on the kibbutz knew me because I was the guy that worked at the zoo. Uh, it's like the cruise ship. The old lady had, uh, it was a lot of like the cruise A lot of my life is a lot like the cruise ship. So the old lady was, uh, she would she would yell things at me. And then at one point she poured water on me. I asked for some water. I said, I, I think I can really? use some water. I've been out here for six hours cleaning up after these chickens. Maybe I could get some water. And she came out and threw water on me. And I decided I'm going to I'm gonna leave. I'm going to leave the really? kibbutz. Really? Yeah. I'm not, I can't survive on the kibbutz any longer. It that was kaput with the kibbutz. It was about five days. Well, she whipped me at one point. She had like this a stick. Driven? Yeah, oh she had, it was a, it was a long sort of a. It, it might was have a been, whipping stick. There's, there's it was not, no, but I'm saying not. it was a natural whipping stick. She didn't buy it you know, in the whipping oh, stick. Oh yeah, section. but I mean, it was a stick that was basically God made it for whipping. Yeah, it was a whipping stick with like a, it was like a willow or something. And she and she, at one point I felt something against my back, and I looked back and she had whipped me. <laughs> And she said, get over there to, and tend to that other animal. And it was a bad experience. And I didn't appreciate it, okay? Didn't make any friends. I so I decided to leave, but I had signed a three-month contract. So I went to the main office where you sign up. And they said, well, you, you can't leave. In fact, you owe us money. Because, uh, you know, you took this trip into the desert. And you haven't even worked that off yet. You owe us money. You're not allowed right. to leave. Yeah. You just have to work at the zoo for another five days. Yeah. Which I wasn't going to survive. So I went back to my, my – uh, I was really angry, and I kind of made a little mistake. Could have happened to anybody. <laughs> but I took – I was so angry, I took this little alarm clock, this little plastic alarm clock, and unfortunately stenciled on top was the kibbutz name and a towel with the kibbutz name on it. And I bailed. I just hitchhiked to the, uh, to the, uh, this, this, the um, boat station. Right. And then I get to the boat station, and I find out that they're, uh, they're really going through everyone's stuff. And now I've got this stolen alarm clock. 
So I tried to wipe it off. I started licking it. I tried to get the stencil off. It wouldn't come off. It's never sus- uh, suspicious or conspicuous when someone's <laughs> licking an alarm clock. <laughs> And, and so I, I couldn't get the stencil off, so I put it next to my penis. I put it in my in my uh, uh, in my jo- in my long Jonathan's or short Jonathan's at the time. And uh, <laughs> but they they found the towel, and they said, "Were you were you on a kibbutz?" I'm like, "Yeah, I was on a kibbutz." They're like, "Well, you need you need paperwork to." We're going to call them, and they went to call the kibbutz, and it was like, "Have you ever seen uh, have you ever seen Midnight Express?" Yeah. It was a lot like that, waiting for them to come back. Like, I was drenched with sweat. Jesus. Uh, I was really afraid to get sent back. What to happened? What did they say? Well, they said that the lady uh, at the uh, admissions office or whatever was gone because it was the weekend. And the secretary had said I, I had been on the kibbutz, so mm-hmm. they let me go. And that was the second worst experience of my life behind the cruise. I mean, that's I would rather work thing. at a zoo and be whipped by an old lady and thrown water on. Than do stand up comedy on a cruise. Really? Yeah. Ah, the cruise is such a forever memory. It's such a tough one. <laughs> so that's where I was. But that was a while ago. I'm 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 gonna move it along to another essential question that's I feel like I've been I feel like I've been sort of I just this whole thing's made me feel old having two kids and I think do you have one foot in the grave if you start daydreaming about getting a station wagon? I've been daydreaming about that. Is that? I mean, I don't think it's one foot in the grave, but I, I think it's tough for people. I wonder if that hatchback has turbo. It's yeah. T- yeah, it's tough for people. I think the thing that you need to do that's really hard to do is you don't realize that as you get older, more of your job and more of your energy is to sort of appreciate the things that are good about being older. Because when you're young, all the cool things are really easy to appreciate. I mean, come on, you know, you can drink, you wake up whenever you want. You know, you're you're young. You always have energy. All these things. There are a lot more things um, to complain about when you're older. But not only that, the things that are good take a little bit more skill to appreciate. I, I just think that being older is a lot more complicated than anybody told us. I think this whole thing is a sham. Elementary school, high school, college, and they don't uh, really tell you ever that it's going to be almost a hundred percent confusion the moment you get out. It's very the decisions that you're making seem so big and they're and they're very confusion confusion. Yeah. The, There's so they're confusion very confusion that if you don't eat for three days, yeah. you may they're not be able to confusing. say confusing. Yeah, uh, monogamy is confusing. I mean, that's confusing. It is. It is. I mean, I, I'm monogamous because of the streak at this point. It has just to do with the streak. I've been loyal to my wife for twelve years. I have. I've been loyal for twelve years. And I just and and, and for comedian for comedian that's unprecedented. That is, I am the Cal Ripken of comedy, and you know you remember his his streak. Cal Ripken at a certain point his streak was bigger than the game. Yeah, this streak now is bigger than the relationship, and I I need a day off. I do. I need a day off. Yeah, but you can't do that. Cal Ripken never. So I'll go. I'll have sex with a grizzly or maybe an orca, uh, but I'm I'm. It's, Where are you going to find an orca in Montana? Calling back something from three episodes again, just to show how sharp I am. I'm just telling you, Hunger Strike, <laughs> that there is no way you're going to find an orca in the forest. You better try and fuck that bear. <laughs> but it's the streak, really. It's the principle of the streak. Also, cheating f- seems tacky to me, and I, I just I don't. It's it just yeah, seems I think so. That's it's, right. That's, that's really, the way people just, should look at it. It just seems so. Uh, it's um, just, 
it just seems like more people are cheating than aren't, and so it's cooler to not. But those aren't good reasons. Yeah, no, did I mention? Uh, did no. I mention loyalty or love or any of those no, reasons? No, 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 no. They all exist, by the way. I love yeah, my wife. It's about the streak. It's it the streak. About the... I don't want to break the streak. I'm, I'm, I'm on a. You know. I think that's fine. I think there are a lot of confusing things about you know be, being a human being. It's confusing getting older. I think it's it's. I wish there was a way to communicate to younger people. I, mean, I almost think that's so funny. You know, I want to do that in stand-up. Just tell all young people, like, it is going to get terrible, and I'm not joking. You know, this isn't like, ah, look at that old guy talking about it. It's like, you're going to look in the mirror and be like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it right. I shouldn't have done it. Yeah. I mean. Your parents will wither and disappear. I just didn't. I, you, see a lot of, you see a lot of movies where you become your parents, and you say, that won't happen to me, and then you end up. It, it, it does. You are your parents. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. It's I ridiculous. love barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. My father loved it, and I'll love it. And my young son, Derber, he'll love it. It's so weird that your son will have the same name as no, your as, your as Dernan. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Derber will have the exact same name. <laughs> Just like Cash and Chance are the same All fucking right. words. I'm Unbelievable. Sorry. Well, it's I'm okay sorry. because you're on a hunger strike. Yeah. Um, Fezzik69 at Fezzik69 says, uh, can you be arrested for incest if you have sex in an olive garden? Their slogan is when you're here, you're family. Mm, I mean, I love that. I think good one. I don't know if you'd be arrested for it. I, I think it's inappropriate to have uh, sex in an olive garden with anybody really, but when people are trying to eat their, uh, bottomless salads. Yeah, and then you're trying to make them a bottom. I, I, I would say, as far as that goes, I mean, I doing really, naughty things with the breadsticks they give you. Just yeah, I wouldn't do it. You know, I wouldn't touch it. I wouldn't feel it. I, you know, it, just because your family when you're at the Olive Garden doesn't mean you're saying if two random people have sex, is it incest because they're family when they're at the mm-hmm. Olive Garden? I think does it count? Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, you wouldn't you, you wouldn't want to say, hey, look. Hey, you're all my friends. You know, I consider you family. And then they just start doing it, you know, with breadsticks aplenty everywhere. I, I, yeah, I agree. I don't know. I don't, I don't think, I think it might be taking the slogan a little too seriously. And number two. Well, what about this? I'm loving it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if you take that seriously. <laughs> You know, you can get a you know you can get arrested for something like that. Families that that have sex together stay together, you know, and I think that's important. You know, <laughs> moving along. No, no, I, I want to let that. I want to talk about that. I <laughs> I think you're right. Not families that have sex with each other, but that have sex together. Together, you know? yeah. Okay. With the same people for 12 years. Okay. You know? Go it's ahead, the streak, ahead. man. It's just the streak. Just keep the streak up, man. Just trying to keep I've the given up. Away. I don't have sex anymore. I don't know if you know that about no, me. No, I didn't hear that about you. What have you I been really doing? don't. I, you know, I don't do anything. I sort of either masturbate in shame <laughs> or I will cry myself to sleep and then have a wet dream that when I wake up, I realize the wetness is tears. <laughs> tears that came from my penis. <laughs> I'm TJ Miller. Denver, <laughs> Colorado. <laughs> CBC Boohoo's. <laughs> I'm Franklin Glutieri. 
signing off. Franklin Glutier. Denver CBC. Jonathan Weather. Gl- Jonathan Gluten. <laughs> 24-hour weather news. New Hampshire. Franklin White Sugar Salsa. <laughs> signing off. White sugar and saying howdy doody. Good my, mother's, my mother's main name was White Sugar. <laughs> my dad. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, the family that sleeps together has sex together. Jonathan Backdicker. <laughs> Slam hash, Wisconsin, <laughs> Burgundy, triple banger, lightning round. Question number three. Question three. Bald with a t- ponytail and back, going out of style. <laughs> I don't know if it was ever in style. I mean, is this is the last time you saw a guy. It's so sad that we're laughing as hard as we are. And then people do do that. Like, there are people out there that are like, I don't get what he's laughing at. I mean, we didn't even talk about it yet. None of us have said anything. We're all just laughing at the idea of it. We're currently laughing at separate images all of us have in our heads. Maybe manufactured, maybe referenced to actual memories. But regardless, we all see a man likely short and fat with, yeah, a, it's the with worst a gray tweed look. jacket. <laughs> and mine is braided. My body don't have to be braided. It's the worst. Is one. that your guys' what are your images? I want to well, know. Well, my image involves uh the ponytail actually has uh <laughs> turquoise. <laughs> it's you know the, the, the round thing that what are those called? The hair th- what are those called? For the scrunchy? The scrunchy. It's got a scrunchy. <laughs> Is it flowing? It's a purple is it scrunchy, scrunchy towards the neck, reason. or is it at the bottom of the ponytail? It's like right in the middle of the tail. <laughs> in the middle of the tail. Yeah, is the name of his new novel. Yeah, the middle of the tail. Um, you so bald uh, with a ponytail and back going out of style. You think it's? I mean, what's your? You don't Brian? feel that it's ever been in style. Isn't there an era where it's where it was really hot? Yeah, in the Pharaoh times. There was a moment in Egypt where they thought that those that were bald up front but had healthy growing. Pharaoh style. I mean, what's what's in your mind when you think bald guy with a ponytail? He was also short, but he was skinny and kind of Sandy Brown. Sandy Browns. Mm. What kind of of pony? Thin glasses. And what's the pony look like? Very straight, (laughs) mid-back. Mid-back. How long was yours? Mine was uh, shoulder length. Yeah. My- Braided. <laughs> salt and pepper hair. <laughs> Short, stout, pale complexion, freckles. Mine, mine didn't go that A mole far. that he likes. Mine and then, wasn't. And then it just a, a fat, flat shirt just coming out. I don't know why, but it makes me laugh so much. In, in my mind, I was behind him in a coffee place. <laughs> He's not yet ordering like he's next up in line. I'm just giving him the ones over like, what did happen? <laughs> Mine was pretty short, though. It didn't even go shoulder length. This almost I mean, goes straight that's out. That's almost a rat tail. Mine almost goes straight out. I used to have a body. rat tail. You did? Yeah, I used to have a rat tail. I mean, I wanted a full one. My parents wouldn't let me, but all the kids were getting these little rat tails at the end of their, that was like the cool thing. And I wanted that, but God, looking back, I'm so glad my parents didn't let me wear one for any extended period of time. I mean, have you guys ever seen a person with a rat tail like nowadays? I've thought about getting it, you know, now. 
Mm. That if I cut my hair short, I'd leave a little rat tail. I think that'd be so funny. Rat tail was never. A, <coughs> rat tail's it's, not a great way to get laid. It's called a rat tail. Yeah, I mean, a pony. At least we like horses and things. But yeah. you know, you're going, hey, hey, he's got. Have you seen Jim? You know, he's this short, stout fellow with the rat tail. Yeah. I thought that was more of a beaver flipper. <laughs> beaver flipper. <laughs> fucking flat, matted hair. A beef flip. 2013. Biggie B flipping it. Um, yeah, I I don't think it's... I think it will come back in style, though. Um, you know, everything comes around. What about a bald neck and back of the head and a full tail coming out of the front? Your ponies where you're... The top of your head, you got kind of a samurai look, mm. and the back of your head and neck are bald. We both pictured, uh, yeah, I said bald with a ponytail and back. That was the question. Okay, top of the head, I'm thinking more of a Japanese man, sumo wrestler yeah, look. Yeah. You know? um, how about just bald with the forehead beard, and that's it? I mean, that's sort of what out. I'm saying is yeah. like forehead ponytail, straight out, totally yeah. bald the rest forehead of it, and on the back of your head, you've drawn a human face. Here's what I here's what I'm saying. <laughs> if you can, then you have a then basically you do have a back of the head ponytail. If people take the face seriously, you know. <laughs> And that might have been what you saw just at the go, coffee shop. Just go, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, I met Derek. He is confusing. I couldn't tell which, sure which end of him I was looking at. <laughs> I've had that. You know, Jesus, I thought I was talking to Derek for half an hour. It turns out Rick was just upside down with his pants off. <laughs> you know who people would like that? You know who would like that? People that like to squain us, you know, because they'd get to see yeah. each other. You know, as they're puckering. You get to see it right in the middle. I mean, Nick Vatterout's got just the funniest joke in the world where he's like, dude, I hooked up with this hot chick last night, man. Real hot. You know what I mean? Just a a fat, fat vagina. You know what I mean? Real fat, honey, their side. You know, Mm. just... You know, no breasts, just like sharp, pointy, like like bone blade things right in the middle of her chest. Hair all over her face, just just totally hairy all over her face. Her joints all bent the wrong ways. You know, she had a dick for a butthole, and I'm like, I think you you were having sex with a man who was on his stomach. It's like no way, man, no way. Totally weird though. Pointy nose on the back of her head, fucking. This chick, swear to God, she had a dick for a butthole. I mean, you turn around. I don't know how she's shitting, but she's got... It's really something else, man. Wait, does, does that joke have a, a punchline? Or her, just all yeah, the yeah. Things her, we feet, think dude, of, yeah. her feet were pointing in the complete wrong direction. Yeah. <laughs> uh... So, so I, I think it's, uh, I think it's, I think it's safe, safe to, to move say, on. Yeah. I think it's safe to say it's not going to uh, ever come back in style. Is that what you're saying? Not anytime soon. It's a tough one. I mean, you really got to think about it. It's a, sort of a Benjamin Franklin look. It's, it's never going to happen up front, by the way. You keep mentioning the front. Oh, that is if bullshit. I let that, my forehead beard go. No, out. if you can do that, you're not, you don't, if you're able to uh, create a forehead ponytail, you're not going to bother and then paint a picture of a face on the back of your head, your bald head. You're not going to bother to shave your bald head. 
What about that? I do think that's more creative than some of the tattoos I've seen. Yeah. What about uh, what about growing a beard that's long enough to split it, have it go up either around the head and tie up at the top like a bonnet, uh-huh. or you make a ponytail out of your beard? <laughs> Well, there's actually two hats in has the Dr. Seuss. Has anyone ever done that? There's two hats in the Dr. Seuss delivery system that has that hat look, but it's it's a fabrication. I don't think anyone's ever done that. I mean, I would love to see a beard ponytail. It's a just a beard, beard that you can pull back a and beard put in tail. a pony. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Uh, let's move along to essential questions. Okay, I'm going to try and fix this. Is that something like Essentially, this is trying to get it to our essential questions of human nature. Thanks for sticking around, Ryan. I'm sorry we couldn't get you on the show. It's just your mic just didn't work. Um, sorry, Ryan. Has there ever been a good dinner picture? Because I've never seen it. I, this whole picture of the, like a long table where everyone's like kind of craning their necks to the side. No one's ever framed a dinner picture. You know picture. what I mean? And everyone's kind of, and they're kind of looking, and, and it just, it's a horrible looking picture. No one's framed a dinner picture. You're right. Have they? Not really, not except unless it's like The Shining or something. But yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... Oh, that's us eating dinner. There's no memory attached yeah. to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I remember we had pasta that night. Yeah, like you don't remember what you ate. You don't remember what you were talking... You're having a conversation. There's no picture to be taken there. You know? I mean, it's definitely there's neck craning involved. There's always yeah, neck craning. Some people are just completely balked. Aren't they? Like, like, at least half the party is completely didn't get in. You see half their face. You've seen someone take their picture. I've seen this a couple of times in the last few months. Someone take their picture outside of a restaurant. Like, who are they showing that to? They're just like, and here's when we were about to walk in. (laughs) It's like, remember the dinner picture that you didn't like? Here's what we looked like after we'd taken it. It's so crazy. No, and I, I don't even want to bother with it whenever, like, oh, let's take a picture. Let's let's not. Let's just make sure we don't. Uh, it can't be done. Let's do it after dinner. I, look, we've talked about it. People spend far too much time to record their their experiences rather than, than live them. It's best just not to even Yeah, you got to just eat the dinner and then all crane your neck together and don't photograph yeah. it. We should have a podcast where we talk about other bad situations w- with pictures. I'm trying to think what they would be. Out in front of the restaurant is bad. Um, hmm. It should be called vote no. Yeah. Yeah. Just vote no. I don't understand pictures with celebrities. I know you're getting this more, but I don't know who you're going to show. No, I, like, I've never. I, I found it very confusing, and, and I don't. I'm not. I don't think people are. I think there's a lot of people that just want to say, "Hey, look at this." And they go, look who I met. You know, it kind of does that. It's like you can add into the story. And the reveal can be the photograph. That can sort of be how you say it instead of going, hey, I met you know, Tom you, Cruise. I don't think you need proof that you met someone. And, and it, it also seems a little, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm confused by it. Sometimes it gets framed and, you know. It's a weird one. There's a comic that has a lot of pictures of himself framed. Uh, yeah, Jim Norton does it too. I was even thinking of somebody else, but yeah, people sort of being with a celebrity is like a moment they not only want to remember but showcase in perpetuity. It's very, it is very strange. I, I don't know. And it's, if if a person ever asks to take a picture, you may feel this way too. But somebody asks to take a picture with us, I'm always kind of like, well, for why? What? Who are you gonna? 
So you can have to explain who it is you took a picture with? Like, how weird is that? They're like, hey, look who I'm at. And they show it. And it's like, yeah, who's that? Have you seen, um, yeah. what's it called? She's just not that into, I don't know, but it's that one. And then he was in the one with the bears that he always talks about. And then he was in, uh, he was on a TV show. Did you, did you watch ABC in uh, 2007? <laughs> see carpoolers do you know anything about jerry o'connell he was in the, in the show carpoolers <laughs> with uh with this guy i forget his name <laughs> you saw him at nick's funny stuff in cuyahoga falls <laughs> for me the wings were better <laughs> for my money the wings please as far as the comedy goes, I'll take the wings. <laughs> wings aside, the comedy wasn't very good. Uh, no, it was hot. The wings. <laughs> you know, it was not everything but the wings. That includes the comedy. I'll tell you what I did like. We took a picture as we were eating the wings, and I framed that and put it right next to me. And I didn't meet Mike Ditka, but I was within five parking spaces of him, and I had someone take a lithograph. Yeah, that's me with the uh, ponytail in the back of my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move along to Tiny Opinions. Though they are, in fact, normal-sized men, they have tiny opinions. And we're not really normal-sized, neither of us. No, we're really not. Yeah. We look like the two of us went to a laundromat and, you know, fell into the dryer and washer, respectively, and then came out and didn't do anything else. We just were like, well, we'll go about the rest of our lives. But you you kind of dressed up just because I think you knew you were producing today. I think you were excited. I did. I wore a checkered uh, suit. You have a bunch of hats with a checkered suit. Yeah. Several of them are uh, scarves and neckerchiefs that I've fashioned into hats. You Jesus. look quite dapper. I, I, you know, for a guy to, I mean, you take producing very seriously. And I, and I appreciate that. Hey, I won't take a shit on anything that doesn't have a target on it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Absolutely. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Um, tiny hey, opinion. Hey, hey. A little teeny tiny. I got a tiny opinion. You paint a target on my wife? <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's my opinion. Small as it may be. Um, teeny tiny opinion here. Um, Tell you what, you draw a target on another target, I'll shit on a track. <laughs> Hell, Hell. Hell. I uh, I don't feel like I'm going to be able to get into this tiny opinion. I think you're. I mean, for a producer, you really do interrupt a lot. <laughs> draw a target on a ham hawk. Might as well call that hawk a shit ham. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. That's okay. I like it. I like it when you, you know, try to get on a roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's great. I love going to see him live because he he really tries to he get really on a roll. He really tries to get on a I roll. I mean, he will 
try as he might, he doesn't get on the roll, but he will try, try, yeah. try. And I'll tell you what I like. I like my comedy with an A for effort. He really tries to have these bits really take off. And why isn't it A for offert? He attempts to be physical instead of A it's for effort. Should it be E for effort or A for offert? Yeah, it should be. Good point. We're changing the world. What about a B for Beffert? I mean, just to recap what we've basically decided on this podcast, um, we feel that ceiling fans shouldn't exist. If they exist, they should be higher. It should be 14 feet high in the air. We feel that someone should have a ponytail on the front of their head and a picture. Shave the a, back of their head and, and, and a person and on neck the back. And, yeah, and a face put a on face, the back. yeah. A face with a ponytail. <laughs> yeah, with a, with a drawn-on forehead ponytail yeah. on the face that's on the back of your head. I mean, basically, I, I we know, feel that ceiling fans it. should not be dangerous, and people should look as confusing as possible yeah. as to what way they're pointing, we what direction they're looking. That saying one fake compliment is worth a lifetime of insulting people like 14-year-old uh, girls in Thailand about... Harmonicas. We, we think an E should be for effort. An yeah. A should be for offer. And a B should be for before. Yeah. We think before. that if you know if you've had an accent for more than how many over under how many years are we giving people to lose their accent? You know, if they can't lose their accent in over thirty years, then just forget it. Mm-hmm. You know, you should ask people to move. Now, yeah. I think it can be smaller than that. Seven years. Hmm. Seven years, and right now, if you're like sitting in your car going, "Oh Christ!" I mean, what's wrong with them? And it, I can't understand a fucking word you're saying. <laughs> you know, it's weird though. You go to different parts of our country, and and it feels like you're in another country because the accents are so strong in different ways. Like you go to Maine or something, and they they talk a little differently there. You know. Mm, sorry, I was just trying to fix it. Trying to fix time. that microphone again. Well, um, is Maine? What's the, what? What is the the accent that most quickly needs to be eradicated from the from the American dialects? Mm-hmm. I think New Jersey. I think if you talk like you're from New Jersey, you just sound like a seal is getting fucked by a tin can. You just you're awful. Oh my god! You know, it's just it. It couldn't be worse, right? Is there a worse one? Even the South has some charm. Right, I think there's. I think the, what is worse than I, that? I think the Oops, Calif- I like Wisconsin. I think the California. Um, see, I like all the a lot of those that you've na- that you've named. I don't like the California. Um, uh, maybe the Valley Girl, like this, this sort of like a kind of a party like a rock star, party like a rock star, to 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 totally dude. Yeah, like I like think that, like I think maybe that we will rock you, we will rock you <laughs> to totally dude. Yeah, yeah, because you know what? Those are the people waking you up at a hotel. Like they're always in the next room. Like these other people you're describing. You know, someone say from Fargo or something, an accent like that. It's, it's kind of quaint. Something quaint about what you just did. I don't know. What about uh Okay, actually, I'm going to let that go because you, you said think? I just like the, there's something quaint about what I just did. I just mean like <laughs> the accent that you just uh, okay. What about what about this one? What about this one? Let's see if you can place this uh, regional dialect. Okay. For me. Hey, Would that be one you'd want to get rid of? Wait, say it again. Hey, 
Is that the, one of the Kennedys? <laughs> that is Bobby Kennedy, that's and Bobby you're going to want to lose that accent. Yeah, because you might get, yeah, that's not a good end for that. I don't like these people from South Dakota. You know, they'll talk like this. They'll be like, That sounded remarkably similar. Do you think we should keep... <laughs> Do you think we should Remarkably. Keep, remarkably. It's worth remarking person. about, yeah. Hey, how about this? Do you think we should keep... Uh, this one gets a lot of flack. What part of bring me my fucking food did you not understand? Well, that's that Southern one that you like, but what dialect of Southern is that? Because that's just like a backwoods <laughs> yeah. asshole. Perhaps you need to learn Spanish. I said taco. You would Burrito, look... Burrito, Bill Grande. You would look pretty funny trying to eat corn on the cob with no fucking teeth. <laughs> You know what? I think that all the accents are great. I think our country is a melting pot. And so is that fondue restaurant. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we should go there. Let's do it. We should. I know you've worn a lot of hats producing. It's very embarrassing. But, you know, I, I lost a lot of money. I, I've already told you this, but, you know, I, I've, done, I've done pretty well for myself in Hollywood, but I lost over $300,000 in Carnival Games last year. And it's just, you think that the... You think the next one? I, first of all, I think those hoops are too small for the basketballs, yeah. and that goddamn penny plate game. You yeah. just you think the softer you throw, the, but they all bounce off. Yeah. And I don't. And they, they started letting me it, use my own pennies. It took a while. I lost fifty thousand yeah. dollars in my own pennies. Wow. Do I do I miss the money? Not as much as I miss the time I can never get back. Mm-hmm. Going between the bank and the carnival, and the bank and the carnival. Mm-hmm. You know, I bags of pennies. I lost all of my uh, life savings uh, in a wishing well because with inflation. <laughs> what, what was it that you were wishing for? I was wishing for inflation to stop. Yeah, yeah. Or at uh, least inflation is such that I figured I would up the ante, and I, I just threw in too much. I mean, a penny—that's not going to make your dreams come true at this point. What were you a dime, in there? a quarter, uh, hundred thousand dollar bills, <laughs> which are rare. They're hard to find. They're really hard They're to hard find. To you find. could, you could have float. just used Sacagawea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they do flip. And, and I was also just throwing in big uh, sticks of gold, which I keep handy. <laughs> it's also hard house. to find sticks of gold these days. Sticks of gold. Most people put them in bars. Yeah, not bars. bars. I have sticks of gold. They're actually staffs of gold. <laughs> uh, they're sort of like Gandalf stacks, staffs of gold. Those are long, they're long staffs gold of sticks. Gold. Yeah. So I threw those in and actually speared a couple fish in the wishing well. Uh, Are you sure you were in a wishing well? Yeah, I was at a wishing well. Or were you uh, at a koi pond? Well, you know, any sort of body of water I throw something into <laughs> just to try to get some you good luck. You just consider, yeah. yeah. But it's, any, it's, any body of water So we're in the same boat. Well, we both yeah. lost a lot of money. But don't you think people should uh, account for inflation with the wishing? Do you really think a wish could come th- true at this point with a dime or a penny in this I, day and age? I, I just don't know who's granting a wish on, on the basis of something, a penny, that I think a lot of people will drop on the ground and have that thought of should I pick it up or right. just let it go. Right. We've talked about that. I mean, at a certain age, you're not going to pick up your chain. Anyway, it's embarrassing, but w- what he does is he'll come through the long drive. Silver's drive-through. This is Donald Trump we're talking yes, about. Yes, and yeah. and he'll he'll order something, and then I'll say, well, we don't. There's no restaurant. You know, we can't serve you anything right now. And then I have to hold up a, a sock puppet of Donald Trump and say, 
you've been punked, and then hold up another uh, sock puppet of Ashton Kutchner's yeah. and say, "No, you've been punked." <laughs> and it doesn't pay really well, but yeah. he's you know he's given me. Pretty convoluted what they ask you to do. Well, it's yeah. just it's really just Donald. You know, yeah. I mean there's there's no one else really asking for any of this sort of stuff. I, I guess if you have enough money, it's just you kind of need to figure out what to do with it. And sometimes that is getting a long John Silver's drive through and having a sad, sad man hold up yeah. puppets of Ashton well, Kutchner's in him and have a conversation between the two of them. And one time I tried to kind of throw in my two cents, like, I think we're all being punked here. And Donald said, yeah. you shut your mouth and you go back to your bathroom. <laughs> I walked through, just before we move it along, I, I did walk through an airplane hangar just filled with empty hangers. Yeah, is that's that, another been weird in that room? one. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it, apparently they're all hangers that are used in the first class cabins of flights. <laughs> so, so he they, just collects those? Yeah, he just, you know, I, I don't know. He's a very eccentric man, isn't he? He is a very eccentric man. Yeah. You, I, I kind of feel like having gotten to know him through you mm-hmm. might be not unlike meeting Howard Hughes towards the end. Yeah, I th- I think he's on his way. He's still clipping his toenails and his fingernails. Uh, and and he is he he is he does have that paranoia that if they cut his hair, some of the hair is going to get into his ears. Uh, so what I do is I give him a, an ear blow after each haircut. <laughs> yeah, I know that sounds a little bit more disgusting than it really is. It's really just blowing into his ears with a, a hair dryer. Yeah. Occasionally, my own breath I'll use if you know the hair dryer is broken he'll go into fits of rage and just smash every hair dryer in the closet yeah well listen my friend it's so good to catch up i haven't seen you in a while so let's let's do a pod together let's uh, let's drop some hot and tasty let's drop a hot and tasty a hot and spicy tasty tangy pod and and really you know i'm going to give a money back guarantee on this episode yeah i really? i guarantee uh, the listeners are going to want their money back i i, I guarantee, <laughs> guarantee it that's how bad this one's going to be. Twelve and a half people are going to listen and never keep listening. Uh, but you know how I like this? Never, to, I like never keep listening. Never keep listening. I'll listen um, again, but I won't keep listening. You know what this episode could use? I'm just going to say this in advance. Probably this episode could have used a DJ, but we don't have one, so here we go. You also don't want to let a child see you urinating in a wishing well, you know, because then you right. truly are pissing on his dreams. That's true. Yeah, you don't want to pee on people's dreams. Who said this? This is going to be, you know, just because we're oh, talking that about was treasure. The quote. Who said? Who well, this said, is a new. This is a new section called "Who Said This," and I'm going to just stick it right in the middle of the triple bangers. I like just because we're this discombobulated today, and we've already given a money back guarantee. So what do we have to lose? <laughs> Who said this? Treasure is a funny thing. The longer you have something near you, the more it means to you. I've been in this room f- with you for 22 years. Think of what you mean to me. Who said that? Hmm. Well, I know it wasn't Clark. <laughs> and I know Lewis couldn't fucking pull it together to say something that profound and well-spoken. It's pretty profound and well-spoken. Golly. Was it Lindsay Lohan? Close. It was my spin instructor. <laughs> <laughs> You've been doing, he said that last week. Have you been doing spinning for I did a 22 spin years? I, no, he, he apparently has been teaching... 
the spin class for 22 years, and he actually said that, and I got off the bike and wrote it down. Because I was like, that is the most profound thing and the most touching thing. This My spin instructor, I'm not, I don't have a personal spin instructor. When you got off the bike, did the bike keep going? And by the way, I don't have a, a personal spin instructor. You don't. Not like Donald Trump. You got a, I saw his you got spin a stranger. You yeah. got a stranger. Yeah, yeah but he, he's been at the same place for 22 years, apparently, which I didn't know, and he inspires people. And that, that I almost fell off my bike. That was so profound. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? It's amazing that, yeah, that to think that someone could hear something profound, they almost fall off their spin cycle. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is amazing. Let's move it along to where were you? And I don't have I don't have the music for that one. I don't, and it's my fault. It I, is. It's, it's somewhere in my computer. Uh, uh, so should we play another? Uh, yeah, let's do. What, let's pick, uh, dealer's choice. What's your favorite? I like that. Cash and TJ intimately want to know. What Where hurts? were you? Okay, that works, right? Yeah, we kind of made that still <laughs> yeah. work. I wanted to give a hunger strike update, uh, as you know, yeah. since I've been seeing you since the hunger strike. And what's going on with that? Uh, How long? Did... If you recall, I was uh, striking against my own body, and what happened was I learned some things. No matter how many days you haven't eaten, uh, you still never uh, would accept a salad. <laughs> you would never. You would never even desire a salad. Like, as hungry as I got, you know, I went three or four days. Oh, yeah. You still never would have wanted to break the fast or the hunger strike with a with salad. salad. It doesn't, nothing, you know, you, there wasn't one moment where I was like, I could eat a salad right now. No, yeah. I still couldn't eat a salad. And if people ever say, I'm really going, I could go for a salad right now, they're not talking about the salad. They could go there, could really go for a cob salad. You're talking about the cob there, not the salad. Mm, the cob know? part, yeah. I could really go for a tuna nissoir salad with a mayonnaise dressing. Yeah. Yeah, You're, that's mostly about the mayo. But but I haven't seen you since the premiere. What happened was after yeah. our, we did the show um, where we talked about my hunger strike, we went to the premiere of a movie uh, called uh, Clear uh, Clear History. Clear History, which is a really really funny. It was film. funny. It's on Larry HBO. David, yeah. And the funny part for me was we live in Los Angeles and California. I was, you know, right here in California, <laughs> and I was. TJ, I was like, I don't know if I should go. I'm wearing. I was. I had about four days of growth on my beard. You look like you I had looked, been in I a looked, hunger strike. I, looked, you did. I had been hunger You're striking. Wearing, I think cargo shorts. I had cargo shorts with holes in them and shirt with like some holes, and I looked really like just really ragged. I mean, as bad I, as I, I do, can look. I do have to bring up though that there are very few shirts that you do own that don't have holes in them. <laughs> Right, like, like oh, I'd say almost all of your shirts have a hole at the top that yeah, your head goes through. That my head goes through, mm-hmm. and then there's one on the bottom where my actual torso gets stuffed through. <laughs> there's at least two arms. Um, what? And of course, my leg shirts are the same way. But all I know is, look, I put my leg shirts on one sleeve at a time, just like anybody else. Just don't think I'm better than you. Just, just like I the wear rest of shirts. us who wear pants as shirts, huh? You put your head through the fly. Mm-hmm. You go up into either sleeve. Yeah, you're ready to move. Absolutely. So your I, entire I chest is bare. Don't just don't think I'm better than you. I do one sleeve at a time. But we went to the premiere, and I didn't know if I should go. And you and your question for me was, I said, "Look, man, I'm I'm really ragged. I don't know if I should go to a premiere of a movie." And you're like, "Well, do you have shoes?" Mm-hmm. Because I was wearing flip flops. <laughs> That was your only. You're like as long as you have shoes, I think we're good. I, yeah, but I also and, just that was a general question. 
Oh, just do overall. your own, yeah. Do yeah. your own shoes. Yeah. The, is that something that's sort of is in the something rotation? you need. Perhaps yeah. I can buy you some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was more of a friendship question. You you thought that would be a tactful time to inquire <laughs> if you own shoes. Uh, maybe I Should can Should we head to that. pay less? I yeah. guess is what I was saying. So, so the funny part was, though, you just said, you know, you're just going to seem like an eccentric director. or That's the beauty of Hollywood. Nobody knows who anybody is. And you were right. We got there, and I was completely accepted amongst these people. Uh, I even had some conversations with a few different celebrities, and yeah. I think they wondered who I was. It's partially based on the fact that I would ask about you know, certain projects I might have for them. Yeah. Uh, at one point, you went to the bathroom, and I, I'm, I'm not going to say who it was, but I told somebody I might have something for them. <laughs> I love that, too. Because <laughs> then they either sort of are thinking, oh, this guy's bullshit, but in case they don't know he's for not, sure. they don't yeah, know they in Hollywood. They can't say anything. And I remember we had a couple times where I'd say, you know, this is my associate, Cash Levy, and people will be like, oh, that's great, man. Uh, it's so good to see you guys. So what are you doing? You heading over to the, the after party? Just nobody knows what to say no. to anybody. Nobody knows what whoever's status nobody is. Nobody knows who anybody is. It's great. It's a pretty surreal situation. And it you is. did, for whatever reason, I think another thing is, you know. You, I was the only one there in the entire premiere and the post party where Chicago played wearing shorts and a holy shirt and a. I mean, I looked ragged. But see, then then I think, and this, this is something I thought after the premiere, was that you kind of came off like a guy who was like maybe a screenwriter who mm-hmm. just had gone into a writing hole and then decided to show up to this thing. You just, you really can never tell. And sometimes at those things, the more dressed up you are, the more it looks like you, you have no right to be there. And the more you're dressed down, the more it looks like you don't give a shit. And then that, again sort of inspires this weird confidence that other people... Now, here's the question, because it wasn't a good time to be on a hunger strike, and we can just reveal what happened. Yeah, we got to reveal that, and we got to talk about the balloon animals. Oh, you want to? I'd love to talk about that. I didn't know if that was going to be secret. Yeah, yeah, we've got to talk about that. Oh, I love that. But keep going. Because we had some stuff that's secret, actually. We actually had something from the... Uh, one of the movies that TJ shot, a good story, uh, sneak-in related, that we had to cut from the show, which in a year we'll reveal... Which, but it was a pretty I, I, awesome which I can sneak feel in. the tension of the twelve and a half going. I got to wait for a year. You got to wait for a year because we were warned. We were warned that yeah. you know not to allow that. So we, we were had to warned cut it by out. important people, yeah. and it's, it's that person in particular yeah. spoke to me yeah. a second time when I when I went back to work more. Wow, she said, uh, "No, no, no, no. Uh, you know, I want to make sure you know that this is not." Yeah. yeah, so that's good. So in any event, I'm glad we can talk about this. So we get there now. The hunger strike was supposed to last a while longer. I was going to go to Montana and walk in the forest and find my true self uh or maybe reconnect with the yeti uh, maybe a second time um or mayte uh, which a lot of people don't realize tj in his spare time is mayte well i do yeah but, it's my so, tie because so, for years i thought it was that delicious drink and i was like i'll impersonate that and then so we went <sighs> so we went there and the bottom line is issue a national lampoon or whatever inquirer who has time to read the second word? Keep going. <laughs> Bottom line, when you get to a premiere of a movie and everything's free, free popcorn, and then the post, uh, the, the huge but after more, party but with they tons had more of free that. food. But talk about the type of food oh that you're God. sort of Every different of. type of food. They had like prime rib sliders. They had the, all this weird comfort food. Do you remember all that stuff? I mean, it, it was, was unbelievable. So, bottom line. They had an Asian I, salad that was mostly mayonnaise option. Yeah. My... They had a miracle uh, table, just all different types of miracle. <laughs> and they whip. would whip up the miracle they would for whip you it in front yeah. of you. It was fresh. People whipped. don't get to see miracle whip made. Uh, they had miracle whip on a stick, <laughs> which tastes a lot better. A lot of people don't. 
realize how good that tastes. Bottom line, I went off the hunger strike. I you did. When there's free food around, it feels stupid not to allow yourself to indulge. Which is a weird one because we talked about this too. It's like it, it just something about free food. But it's also it is. A, you're right. It's that, and, and and it's this weird. There's also a little bit of initiative to, to not waste the food because you know that if you don't eat it and no, somebody else doesn't eat it, then it just goes to waste. I just also think it's a really sick joke, not just at these premieres, but in general, like at a convenience store or something, that just all of this food is available to you. That just wasn't a thing that happened hundreds of years ago. Mm-hmm. If you could find food and eat it, it was about surviving and getting that food. And now we live in a world where you have to convince yourself, you always talk about this, yeah. not to eat. I yeah. mean, both of us were there. Yeah. I said to myself at one point, I was like, TJ, if you eat a third bag of popcorn after you just ate popcorn watching this movie, then what are you? What what ex- what, what does that mean yeah, about animal you? Are you? Yeah. yeah, what disgusting pig of an animal man is just like round three on the popcorn. Just it has no nutritional value. It's literally corn, something that yeah. we created, popped into fluffiness. And in this instance, covered in cayenne pepper and caramel and who knows what. But that's, we've talked about this. That's why there's no reason for people to be ashamed and uh, about being super, super, super fat. Because we, it's there's no, we weren't meant to be in this situation where there was such a surplus of food all around us. It's understandable that some of us have gotten really obese. And, and it's, why do we? It's it's bizarre to me that we place such value <clears throat> on willpower. <clears throat> Excuse me. God, I just had my fifth uh, bag of popcorn in the car. <clears throat> it, you know, we put such a value on willpower, and then we put everything in front of us that is supposed to sort of, you know, prove that we don't have that willpower. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be, it's not just food. It's just like, you know, don't, you know, you got to go to work in the morning. You know, you, you, you shouldn't have sex with other people. Everything we want to do, we're not supposed to do. That's exactly right. The, the entire we are in a culture based on not doing what you want to do and that's the way every culture is right I mean religion sort of emphasizes that even in G- Greek times they were saying it's all about yeah. moderation and there's and no then, way to win at a certain point and that brings us to tiny opinions for a second though they are in fact normal sized men they have tiny opinions we were talking about this at the premiere and we'll go back to the premiere story also we're going to mix and match with our topics today but as a man, there's no way to win. There's no way to win. And let's look at the possibilities you have as a guy. You can be single right. as you go on with your life and be single into your 70s and 80s. Yeah. And, and just be, be alone and be really lonely. And have that, that, that sort of window from 40 to 60 where you're con- trying to convince yourself and other people that it's cool that you're a bachelor. Yeah. And then as you approach really your twilight years, sad. you look in the, in the mirror and you're like, I am going to die alone. Yeah. But that okay. might even happen right. with the other options. Right. Keep going, yeah. So you don't want to be that guy. Don't want to be that guy. Right. You can be uh, in a marriage, and uh, because your wife doesn't, you know, is no woman's going to put out as much as you'd like. <laughs> Let's be real. No, I mean, it's, it's just true. not possible. It's true. Because we have different 
biological needs, and men seem to need sex more. I'm not saying there aren't exceptions, but we do need it a lot. And if a woman sort of wants sex more than a man, then she's labeled by her sort of peers and society as a slut. Right. That's always right. Been, what a okay. wonderful option for right. that woman. Right. Yeah. Assert your independence, so, you're a slut. Right. If you don't have a career, you're a failure. If you're just right. a mother, what are you doing in that end? Probably not sleeping with your husband because your body is literally telling you it's done. There's no more need right. for sex. Right. You you did what you needed to do. Now just try and politely turn down yeah. and sexual your breasts, advances. And you have kids and your breasts are a feeding vessel <laughs> for two other people. And maybe two one. Two people. in my case, my wife's case. But like well, two it's people you and your, It's you and your son. <laughs> Me and my son. You have a litter of children feeding on your body. You're actually a human, like, tap. Okay? Okay? You're a, you're a spigot. So, so okay? So, so anyway, your husband decides to go That's out like and That's like a racist cheat. slur so for a, a, someone who's recently had a child. <laughs> Ugh, fucking spigot. Just spraying milk. That's right. all she's for. So your husband goes out and cheats, and uh, he has to live a double life and lie to his wife, lie to the people he cares about, and try to keep the people he's cheating with not from them not going crazy and being weird with him. You don't want to be that and guy. And then you're that fucking... Also, you're that guy. We're not even talking about the fact that not only are you sort of living this double life and being like this... You have to then surround yourself with other people who have the same terrible values that right. you do. You have to feel bad you're, about yourself. You're not and, building intimacy with your partner. Yeah, you can't tell me. And you're just much, that guy, that cheater. You're yeah, just you that guy can't who cheats tell me on when his you, wife. You can't tell me that when you hear, hear someone's cheated that you care about or you love or you respected. Yeah, that you keep respecting them as much. You can't tell me that you feel the same about them. No, when you I find out so. someone cheated, you're disappointed in them. So you don't want to be that guy. No, you don't okay. want to be that guy. Okay. Uh. Okay. Then you could leave your wife and start up and be, and be single again. Be a divorce guy. Be and a be a divorce guy. guy and visit your own family when you're allowed to. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just because your penis told you to. Those are the real right? winners. And nowadays, okay. yeah, yeah. Do you want to be that guy? I don't think you want to be that guy, right? Right. And so what are you left with? You're left with being the guy. Just an old gay guy, chicken hawking <laughs> dick at some fucking weird club on Santa Monica. No, Boulevard. all you're left with is being a married guy or in a relationship and being super horny and frustrated and masturbating to porn sometimes and being angry all the time. And if it's and not, that's actually your best option. <laughs> And that is what I have chosen. Yeah, that's your that's your best option out of all of these. That's the most noble option to be frustrated for the rest of your life. Now, nobody told us that. The, not, not that just frustrated. No, no, we're not even we're not examining the fact that if you're if you're the married guy that you're talking about, and which by the way, all these guys that are like, oh yeah, no, I'm married, dude. It's awesome. We yeah, we fuck all the time, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. That just means that you're watching a movie next to each other, both of you feeling completely alone, but also deciding like. Well, we've got to have something to talk to our friends about. And then we're also not talking about the shame involved. The shame is clear in you know guys that cheat on their girlfriends or wives. The shame, I think, even though now we, we, we live in a place in society where divorced guys... I recently had a friend who's, who just got divorced, and he's like, I love being divorced, man. It's like living in it like... It's like life 2.0 or something. So then that, that, to me, is a little bit of them trying to cover up the shame of not having been able to make that relationship work or having chosen yeah, wrong, which we also divorced. get down ourselves yeah. about that. But then there's the shame within the marriage where it's like you're masturbating in your own bathroom and yeah. someone's knocking yeah. 
knocking on the door and you're like, you just want to be like, hey, I'm jacking off in here. Guess why? But instead, you have to be like, just a minute. Like, that's where we're at. Yeah, you're a hostage. And that's the best, <laughs> you're a best hostage scenario your own dick, And your prison yeah. is your own bathroom. Yeah. I mean, and there's no scenario. And by the way, when you get the divorce... <laughs> What you'll find is you'll end up finding someone fairly similar in a different way, end up with her, and it's all going to happen again anyway. There's not any good answer. Yeah. There's, why didn't they tell us this in high school? Why didn't we learn about this, that it's going to suck after the age of 30, but, and it's impossible for it to ever be good again? Because, Enjoy it right now. Because if you did, and everybody goes, oh, you did this tell us? Uh, Let me tell you this. And I feel really strongly about this, especially right now. A, you know, this whole youth is wasted on the young, okay? And then also this idea of, like, why isn't anybody telling these kids, you know, people that are under the age of 30, that it's going to suck afterwards is because they're too... It doesn't matter. They're too fucking stupid to realize that it sucks then. (laughs) Like, I, I hate when people are like, oh, to be 22 again. What are you talking about? You know what I say to those people? Because I just worked with this girl on the... I did this Motorola camp. Campaign, okay. you know, because I sold out years before I started doing any of this bullshit, right? Well, what's the point of having integrity if you have to keep proving you, you have not sold out? Because we, yeah, we are no way paying to, to do this. We are literally paying to do this, and the, the, we, we're giving money back guarantees that we're you paying won't out. enjoy. We're not it. selling yeah. out. We're paying we're out. We're paying out. <laughs> and so on this Motorola campaign, there was like this girl who was like sixteen, and I made some reference to like. It's some band, and she and and uh, she was like, "You said I don't even know who that is," and I was like, uh, "Well, it's like One Direction, but they actually like were uh, good musicians." And she's like, "Well, what's next? Are you going to make a Rolling Stone reference?" And she's like, "God, you're how old are you?" And I swear to God, I looked at her and go, "Old enough to know that I'm not a failure." But you're not yet that old, are you? And she was like, what? And I was like, do you understand that I sort of realize I, I, I'm doing the thing that I want to do for a living? I sort of I, I, I feel good about my life for the most part. I'm like, there's no guarantees for that for you. You know, you could still get married and divorced. You could end up never finding a vocation that you really feel self-actualized in. I'm like, you really could still have a terrible life and you have no fucking idea if that's going happen or not and yet you're too stupid to even acknowledge that anxiety you said and i'll that? tell you that i was wish on- i i wish i had had that for the cruise i, I gotta say i wish i had had that the only other time i've used that is in a cruise. spin class where the guy <laughs> but i mean i mean truly like and i've said that to a lot of people i've been like you know oh to be 22 again oh just to have no idea what you're going to do with your life to be afraid to leave college which is Something that everyone's like, oh, man. Like, I love all the people that are like, dude, you're never going to have it better in high school. And then while you're in college, they're like, buddy, enjoy college. It's never going to get better than that. Then you're in your 20s. They're like, buddy, enjoy your 20s. Like, what were they doing during those points? Just being like, hey, guys, we better enjoy this because we're fucked on the next stage. I mean, some older guy will tell us that this is currently the Like, why isn't there more people that are like, and I, I know some people that are like this, but why aren't more people like, you know, that whole part sucks but wait till you get to your 70s oh buddy you're gonna be fucking nonstop. <laughs> the golden years yeah, the golden years the golden years uh, but no i want to go back to the to the to the main thing and that's uh how how did we get in a position after the age of 30 where you there is a there's a no-win situation here because that's ma- possible because masculinity has been eroded and then women have been made to feel a responsibility to sort of like 
be something that they don't necessarily need to be, which is, I mean, they're, they're, there's so much more asked of women than there is of men, and there's still a lot being asked of men, you know? But I just, I really, really think it's strange that when a woman, like at a party, and you say, well, what do you do? And they say, oh, you know, I'm a homemaker or I'm a mother. There's this weird thing of like people kind of like looking down on that. And I don't get that. I'm not saying that that's what women should do. But then the flip side of it is they go, oh, so what do you do? Well, I have this career and it's going really well for me. Uh, and they're like, oh, where's where's your husband? And you're like, oh, yeah, I don't have a family. You know, I'm not. And then people are like, geez, you couldn't even, like, get that together? You like, why don't you? It's a lose-lose for women, too. It's a fucking lose-lose situation over there. Not about sex, though, but it's a lose-lose in other ways. I think it is a lose-lose about sex because we are so inundated with pornography that now women are held to that weird standard where guys are like, come on, come on, let's do all the weird, gross stuff. Well, listen, none of that makes me happy. There are no chicken facials. We've discussed that. Just to kind of go back to that episode, uh, you know, and yeah. The, the, yeah, we can't try to emulate porn. The porn actors and actresses aren't even married, like I said. There's and no so emulation you either. You're just yeah. imitating it. You're Whole trying to like, you're trying to like live through that fantasy. And I don't even know what's going to happen to kids growing up now, because if I could get a hold of pornography when I was like 15, 16, I did. I found Playboys in mm-hmm. a closet at like a neighbor's house, and I remember we got a hold of this VHS tape, which later I'd find out had Peter North was the star of it, uh-huh. and I for years. My only, like, real exposure to sex was, A, 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 like, a porn star whose dick is longer than any leg of any table in the room that he's in. (laughs) And terrible dialogue, which did not help me at all. But she was like, what are you going to do, interrogate me? Yeah. Well, what are you going to use? And then he unzips his pants. He's like, how about this, for starters? And then just awful edits. Throughout the sex scene, it was clear that the woman wasn't enjoying it, and then they'd edit it, and it would be in a different situation. But porn was ro- more romantic back it's, then. It certainly you say? was more romantic. Now there's like categories. Guys are going like, "What have you been watching on uh, RedTube lately?" You getting into that uh, tranny thing where the girls don't actually have dicks, but they wear strap-ons and they have masculine features. And you're like, "No, I'm more into foot jobs," which is some foot jobs. That's one of Trump's. Uh, that's part of his closet, isn't it? Isn't there something? Yeah, he's got a foot job machine and it's just two lifelike women's feet uh that vigorously go up and down i mean it's just so gross we, we gotta we gotta go back and finish this story because we're, we're running out of time we gotta finish the story about the uh the um uh the premiere we went to yeah yeah so we so we get there and chicago's playing mm-hmm. and there are these uh it was pretty elaborate party, wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say it was? Oh yeah, I mean it was a amazing. really really big party. Yeah, they major had, party. Not outside. just Chicago played. They though. had Ferris wheels. They had a Ferris wheel. Uh, yeah, Ferris wheel. One Ferris wheel. Yeah, they had a lot of those plural, games. Plural Ferris wheels. Didn't need two. It's, of them. it's a little yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nobody's looking at a Ferris wheel, being like, "I got to try this other one." They were showing Ferris Bueller's Day Off on the Ferris on wheel, the big screen. They had uh, it was an outdoor thing. So Chicago played. They had different areas. They had a bunch of carnival games. I think that's where you lost the majority of your income. Yeah, I lost a little money in there. There was a wishing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where I threw my uh, uh, gold spears had, into they, and my they, gold uh, staff. I think at one point somebody said, "Would you like a Kobe beef corn dog or like an organic chicken sausage corn dog?" Yeah. And as I bit into it, I tasted Los Angeles. Could, that was the flavor of it. <laughs> but. TJ decided he wanted uh, these um, these these table uh, 
they, they, they were they sort of what were they? They were porcelain. No, not porcelain. They made they of were wood. wooden. Okay, they were they wood. They was they were sort of fake balloon animal dogs. Yeah, and they were on every table, kind and of. CJ decided he had to have at least three. Well, a lot of people leave with the centerpieces because yeah. they just throw them away anyway, you yeah. know? And it was this kind of carnival theme. But you didn't want to be known as a guy that would take the centerpiece. I don't want to be the guy that needs a third wooden balloon animal <laughs> yeah. dog, you sure. know? At least so, not around town So right you decided now. to go behind the bathrooms and stick it underneath a fence, and then you figured you'd come back around the fence and retrieve it. But then you made it clear to me, like, because you're a sneak-in yeah. expert, you're like... There's going to be tough to sneak this out because the gate, the little tarp that you put in underneath, there's a second gate out there. Then in my mind, I'm like, where am I going to get wire clippers at this time yeah, of night? He was Instead, really you go, why don't are we, we going to just- get a chopper? Are we going to get a chopper and bring it in that way? <laughs> well, you didn't you just say, why don't we just take them out and sneak them out? Yeah, I'm like, why don't you have a coat? Why don't you just put them inside your coat? I tried to do that, but the coat looked so much like a balloon animal dog <laughs> once it was draped over this dog. But as I walked out, I think one security guard gave me a look like, buddy, I know what's going on. Yeah, you don't need to try to be It's almost like if the Trojan horse had been shaped like a uh, Trojan I'd person. say from the beginning of that metaphor, <laughs> you gave up. No, it I, was weird to hear you sort of well, say. Well, I was trying to think about history. I mean, the Trojan <laughs> In general. Did, did Trojans get inside the Trojan horse? Yes. Okay. So if the Trojan horse had been shaped like an actual Trojan person, that wouldn't have worked as well. I think so. We're going to give you a gift. Or, here, yeah. Or, or what if it was just it's the Trojan version horse. of the people inside yeah, it? Yeah, I was going to say, it's just wooden <laughs> Russian dolls with soldiers in them. And we're going to give you a hundred of them and don't open yeah. them until they're inside right. the gate. That's how your balloon animal situation was. But they, can I just ask this? Why is both the the concept of a Trojan horse and don't look a gift horse in the mouth, why are those both things that everybody just accepts as fact? You know, you don't look a gift horse in the mouth because you're not supposed to kind of go, oh, I really want to check out this gift and see if I really want it. And that's one of the worst phrases I've ever heard. Yeah, it's, who's it, looking it, at a horse's mouth? Would, yeah, my spin instructor would never use that phrase. He wouldn't say that. I, will, I And I want to say I had a bad experience, but the, the only time I've ever looked, and Tuck the Ruckus is actually an equestrian, the only time I've ever looked a gift horse in the mouth, he gave it to me. And I, when I looked into it, the horse vomited into my face. <laughs> And I guess it's because he put some cayenne pepper in the thing's mouth, and you know, or whatever. Anyway, I took it into my gate, opened it up. It turned out that there had been a couple of Trojans in there, but they were just condoms. <laughs> I mean, who's fucking a gift horse in the ass? <laughs> I want to apologize, but remember that money back guarantee, guys. Yeah. yeah. When jokes like that come out, you're going to get every penny you spent on this podcast That's right. back. The whole. The whole show hinges on the fact that we're paying you to listen. <laughs> uh, I like it. This is Shitstick <laughs> Mick Fishlips for CBS News. Good night. <laughs> now, that was from Matthew Ryan. He wrote that. Uh, Shitstick Mick Fishlips. That's a tough one to say. Shit we got a lot of those. Yeah. Shitstick Mick Fishlips. Yeah. That was a tough one. That sounds like something that would come and go right after the McRib. Yeah, at McDonald's, like people are like, hey, the make ribs not there anymore. All right, I guess I'll just have some shit stick fish lips. They actually serve those in the Long John Silver's drive. Well, let's head out there, buddy. We got to get off. We got to get out of here and try to find our way out of Donald Trump's closet. Mm-hmm. And that's the start of finding our way out of his penthouse. 
Are we in, you said we're in Ecuador right now? We are in Ecuador. Let's head back right to now. the States. Okay. And uh, it was so great to catch up with you in the bathroom. So great here. to see you here in and the bathroom. Can I have a mint and a uh, uh, cold towel? Yeah, if you got my five forehead. bucks. It ain't free. And is that Miracle Whip I see, or are you just glad to see me? You know what? I'm I, Because it's you, I'm going to tell you, it is, it's a Miracle Whip bottle, but I filled it with actual mayonnaise. <laughs> I won't accept that. Well, thank you for coming, buddy. This is amazing. Well, well actually, coming, I came to you. Yeah, you came did. To you. You. you came to let's me. Help find our, let's find our way out of here. Okay. Sorry about the last miracle whip joke. Now leaving nerdist.com. 